It was under a uh, grove of trees in a place called Kelso Valley, a valley in the uh, Mojave Desert area of California. Um, trees were absolutely still. The dog that was with us, a big German Shepherd, was scared to death. I didn't even think about this big hulking figure. I thought I was letting myself get spooked. Uh, the next morning, I checked over the area three different times and could come up with absolutely nothing. So I more or less disregarded it until 1976 when John Green came down. He played a uh, tape recording for me that was made at uh, Puyallup, Washington in 1975. And it was the same bloody sound that we had heard in 1973. EverydayBeats.net Please do not adjust your sense. What you are about to hear is not the work of a CBC technician gone mad. It's the sound of a Sasquatch. The Anatomy of a Sasquatch is the first of five programs based on a rather unusual conference on humanoid monsters held at the University of British Columbia in 1978. It is prepared and narrated by Radio Canada International's Susan Lumsden, who attended the controversial sessions on that elusive Pacific Coast creature known as the Sasquatch. 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 John Green is from Harrison Hot Springs, a resort town in British Columbia, 60 miles northeast of Vancouver. It was there in the 1920s that the word Sasquatch first entered the language as an anglicization of the Salish Indian word for the huge forest creature resembling man. A teacher at an Indian reservation nearby began writing newspaper articles on the Sasquatch stories he'd learned from the Indians. The Sasquatch was frequently used as an advertising device for the resort town until 1958, when a full-fledged Sasquatch hunt was staged to celebrate British Columbia's centennial. John Green, then the editor of the local newspaper, became interested in the Sasquatch phenomenon. Today, he is the most respected of the Sasquatch investigators. investigators. investigators.
reports of something that walks upright like a human, but is entirely covered with hair and is usually much larger than a human. We now, we now are living near. The anthropology of the unknown. how many reports about such creatures there may be, but from North America alone, I have more than a thousand on file, plus several hundred more concerning footprints of a suitable size and shape for the animal described. Now with that volume of reports, even allowing for the fact that an unknown number of them are manufactured or mistaken, some validity must be assumed for those attributes and actions that are frequently described. And consideration should also be given to those things that are not described at all. 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 There should be enough information to tell us not only what the creature is, but also what it isn't. Six reports of Sasquatches being clocked by people in cars. And the speeds reported were 35 miles an hour, 45 miles an hour, 50 to 60 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, and 80 miles an hour. 
So piecing two and two together, I came up with the probable answer that uh, what I had seen was not not a common, ordinary thing that it was, Sasquatch. Then on the east side of Lancaster, I saw another one, uh, but it was before this time, in company with two other investigators, and um, it was just a big, funny-looking figure standing uh, with its feet together, arms outstretched, and head more or less on its shoulders. About 150 yards from us, I uh, motioned to Fred Adams, and when we looked back, it was gone. Back, it was gone. Everybody's gone. aware of it. I ain't gonna tell on you, you don't tell on me, right? I think you know where we're trying to come from. It follows that if we are, in fact, compiling information about a real creature, then we cannot make of it 
whatever might suit our own fancies. It has to be the creature that the witnesses describe. Portions of the limbs are more human-like than ape-like. However, the fifth point, from the shoulders up, there is considerably less resemblance to the average human. The shoulders are termed as wide in comparison to those of a human in 90% of descriptions. And 70% refer to the necks as short, and another 25% say no neck at all. Flat faces with large flat noses, sloped foreheads, and heavy brow ridges are noted in nearly all of the descriptions that come from close observations. time that Sasquatches have been reported sleeping, to my knowledge, they were out in the open, although it was snowing and there were trees nearby that they could just as easily have been under.
My name is Rich Grimley, and I am the uh, uh, remaining founder of the California Bigfoot Organization. First it was a hobby, and then I guess it became the magnificent obsession. And um, I've been doing this type of thing for 21 years, uh, research. I have participated in or led slightly in excess of 800 expeditions into the bush on this type of thing. I've been uh, more or less uh, actively engaged in uh, tracking down reports, tracking the creatures, etc., 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 for the last nine years. do not make any tools, but can throw stones and even carry them and use them to make windbreaks. They may break stones one against another. They do not make fire, but are glad to warm themselves at the embers of a fire that has been abandoned. They may use sticks and clubs. It is a creature that makes very restrained use of its strength in its infrequent contact with humans. should be borne in mind, it is not actually very uncommon for humans to disappear in wild areas. And it would certainly have to allow for the fact that a lone human attacked by a Sasquatch would tend to disappear. Disappear, disappear.
The case for the Sasquatch is supported by the existence of the giant panda, giant squid, and even the gorilla, which were once considered as imaginary as the Sasquatch, until they were proven by scientists to exist.